Welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast, a show designed to empower, educate, and encourage you to stay focused and committed to your mission. I'm your host, AC Cristales. Let's get ready to roll. All right, welcome back to another episode of Mission Driven with AC Cristales. For today's episode, we're breaking down Cobra Kai again. So I have my best friend in the house right now. Well, not in the house, but, you know, virtually we're doing this podcast. Jose, what's going on, buddy? Hey, man, how's it going? Thanks for having me on again, man. It's a hat trick. It's a hat trick. (laughs) That's right, man. We're going to, hey, we're going to see this all the way through, brother. We're going to see this all the way through. Absolutely. For this episode, we're going to cover episodes seven and eight. So all valley and molten. So before we get into that, man, let me just do what I did last time. And I'm just going to read a quick description of the episode all valley. And it goes like this. Johnny and Miguel give each other advice. I'm getting the band lifted on Cobra Kai from the all valley tournament and dating Samantha. However, Daniel has something to say about Johnny's attempt to get Cobra Kai in. So off the bat, man, give us your one of your favorite scenes. I got to start with the opening scene with Robbie and Daniel, man. You know, where you see him doing all these chores at the dealership. Uh, automatically right there, help connects it to the original Karate Kid, same as Daniel on Mr. Miyagi's house. Um, you see Robbie doing the chores. You see Daniel coming in behind, correcting him, showing him and all this stuff. And then you get to that uh, specific part of the scene where he's like, okay, I think I'm done. And he's like, Really? both lots that's right all of it and that, that connected uh, to Miyagi all of it <laughs> all of it it did and you know number one it you know it's like I said it connects to the original Karate Kid but it also kind of makes me it made me think like you know sometimes we can get impatient when we're working on something yeah or striving for something and we just have to stay the course and follow through. And something that you've posted about is, you know, focus on the destination, yeah, not the journey. For sure, for sure. So all those chores and all that, you know, it leads to something which later on in the scene will reveal. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it's all it's all part of the process, man. So with that scene, let me just piggyback, you know, got to love the music. Got to love that they use the music from the original movie, you know, so. It just took you back like Daniel was training, like everything you said, Daniel was training with Miyagi. And even when Daniel said, you know, uh, because obviously Robbie was mad and Daniel was like, I love this part. Because, again, Daniel Daniel knows how it plays out. You know, Daniel knows the process. Daniel knows the destination, you know, and so he knows how it is to feel, you know, how Robbie was, you know, And, and remember from part one where, where Daniel was all ticked off. Miyagi went fishing. Miyagi came back after he was fishing, like wh- whistling and stuff. And, and Daniel's like, I'm tired of being your slave, you know? And so, you know, now Daniel's, you know, now he's a sensei. And so he knows how this story plays out. So great scene. Um, I mean, he's, te- and like you said, man, he's teaching them everything, you know, um, obviously it's different. You know, uh, Daniel was working out of house Robbie's working at a car dealership, but again, it's the same connection. He's teaching them, you know, through, through tasks that we wouldn't think had to do with karate. It actually had to do with karate. So right. great, great scene, man. Something also I happened to notice in that scene is I noticed Robbie started calling Daniel Mr. LaRusso. Okay. And, and it's just similar, you know, Daniel always called Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. Okay. And then it's like starting from there when they started connecting, um, 
Yeah, he just calls him. He acknowledges him as Mr. Larusso. Okay, yeah, uh, that's that's a good okay, pickup. That's, that's a good pickup. That's something that, that I didn't think about. <laughs> yeah, for sure, that's a good pickup. Something that I didn't think about. And so we have that opening scene, right, where Daniel's training Robbie. Right, we don't have anything about Miyagi Do yet because that's going to come, you know, in future episodes. But right after that, I'll have to say my scene that I like is the Cobra Kai training. Right. So they're in positions, you know, he's like getting fighting positions and, and Johnny's telling them to stabilize their, 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 you know, their, their feet and all that. Yeah. And then he says, well, we got a room full of flinchers. Right. And they're like, yes, sensei. And he was like, man, I don't want you to say yes, sensei to that. So, uh, again, Johnny kills it in that scene, man. Just talking about this whole, this concussion, this concussion nonsense and all this stuff. So, and then he was like, yo, unflinch the group. So what else did you get from that that scene? Because I like that scene. But I love, again, the contrast, right? And I think that's what the writers have done throughout the first couple of episodes. They're contrasting there. You know, they show how Johnny is. They show how Daniel is. They show how Robbie is. They show how Miguel is. So you have your main characters, and they're showing the differences between uh, all those characters. So what else did you get from that, that Cobra Kai that trading scene? From that particular scene, um, I like what Johnny says all your lives, y'all. You've been avoiding fights so you don't break your nose or lose a tooth. And of course, he mentions the concussion. Yeah. And he, you know, there's only one solution is take a punch to the face, meaning, you know, kind of overcome your fears. Yeah. You know, don't, don't avoid something just because you're scared of it. For sure. So, so that's. That's what I got from that scene. Okay, cool. Yeah, see, man, you're, you're the good Johnny. Like, if Johnny would say it like that, I mean, I'm sure kids would be like, oh, yeah, I can take it. But the way Johnny says it, you know, it's like yeah. like he doesn't care. So uh, what I like he's about that, school. yeah, he's definitely old school, man. So uh, this continues in that scene because then, you know, obviously, you know, he tells Aisha to unflinch the group and he goes into his office and he gets that karate magazine. And I don't know about you, man, but I remember when I was a kid, um, I remember, you know, there were times where I would beg my mom to buy me a magazine. And I remember one time I was into like Bruce Lee growing up, man. You know, back back in the early nineties, man, you know, there were a lot of there were a lot of martial arts movies, man. We talk about them, you know. Uh oh, yeah. Van Damme, Kickboxer, Bloodsport, Best of the Best, all that stuff, right? And so I remember I would tell my mom I want a karate magazine. And I say that because uh, when he's looking at the magazine and he looks at the nunchucks. And so I remember when I was a kid looking at the page with the nunchucks and I wanted the nunchucks, right? And Johnny's like, $450 for some nunchucks? So that took me back, man, to me because, man, I was the same way, just wanting nunchucks. But obviously, I wasn't ever going to get them. You know, if any, we're going to get those those rip-off nunchucks that you buy at, right. at the, the flea oh, market, right? But yeah, the flea yeah. market, though, bro, like Viking Village and stuff. So uh, <laughs> Viking Village. <laughs> I remember that. But here's my scene. Here's here's what I like from that scene. I like when Miguel comes in and, and he's wanting advice. So you see the relationship between Miguel and Johnny go another level. So it's more than just karate. Now he's he's like, hey, this is like kind of like, this kind of like my dad, right? My dad is giving me advice about this girl I like and, you know, I like what Johnny says. The only thing he cares about is, is she hot? So uh, what else did you get from that? From that? From yeah, that. just, 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 you know, like, did you, you know, remember he's like, so is she hot? And Miguel's like, you know, <laughs> Miguel's trying to explain all these other things. He's like, okay, okay, but is she hot? You know, and so uh, that that was pretty cool just to, just to hear that. And then Miguel's, I guess, big dilemma was, like, well, how do I ask her out? And I like what, uh, what Johnny says, you know, even if she says no, never accept defeat. So I think to me, that was, man, I I love that part. Uh, Never accept defeat, DS, and there is no no. 
And Diaz is like, I'm pretty sure no means no. He's like, yeah, things get physical, <laughs> but no, no means no. Not it doesn't mean when when you're asking him out. So, uh, and then I like what he says. He's like, all the babes want to date a Cobra Kai. So that's a pretty cool scene, man. And and again, I think if, if I'm if I'm gonna take something from that scene, it's that part. Like, never accept defeat. So uh, yeah, man. What what else did you get? Actually, to kind of piggyback off of that, I was actually one of the scenes that I had. Um, written down was kind of the next scene after that okay when miguel actually goes to sam's locker yeah for sure and he um and he's number one he asks her out right and um you know uh sam kind of lets him off easy you know and so you see miguel kind of you know kind of walking away disappointed then he remembers what johnny tells him which is the scene we were just discussing yeah and he just improvises on the fly. He doesn't accept defeat. Yeah. And he goes back and he and he says, "Well, what if it's not a date? You know, what if it's just two people hanging out in the same place?" And again, just piggy off everything you just said is just, you know, don't don't let reject don't allow rejection or defeat to to stop you. You know, there's always a way. You just gotta find it, man. Yeah. You know. <laughs> For sure. Like if there's a wall, it, it, this is goes to not necessarily Cobra Kai, but what Jordan said, if there's a wall, climb it, go around it, knock it down. Yeah, for sure. So, heck yeah. Heck so, yeah. And even even so, yeah. even when she's resistant, you know, she's kind of like, well, that sounds like a date. He continues. So he takes that lesson, man. That's what it's about. So it's not enough to hear something. You got to hear something. You got to apply it. And I always say it, man. You know, the saying goes that knowledge is power. Yeah, knowledge is power, but there's more power when you apply that knowledge. So his sensei told him, hey, never accept defeat. You go, you ask a girl out. She tries to, like you say, you know, you said, man, she tries to kind of blow you off easily. Never accept defeat. You know, you keep persistent, man. And and hey, he won her, man. So I got to give it up exactly. to Miguel right there, man. So Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So what, what other scenes did you like, man? Uh, one of the other ones was uh, right before the tournament hearing. Okay. And uh, or no, no, no. I'm sorry. Let me back up. Sorry, I got ahead of myself. It's uh, when Johnny finds out that Cobra Kai has a lifetime ban. Yeah. You know, like he's in his office. He's upset. He's angry. He's yelling. Miguel comes in and asks him, "Hey, what's going on?" And then Johnny tells him. And then Miguel, right here, is this, is a part where I see Miguel kind of as not the mentor, but he is now trying to inspire Johnny. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Trying to push Johnny to yeah. be better. Yeah. He um, <clears throat> he tells him, you got to fight this. You know, what happened to never accept defeat? And uh, <laughs> and, right. he, and, then, and then here's Johnny trying to play it off kind of like, well, that was girl advice. That, <laughs> this is the real world. Yeah, There's rules. Sure. Yeah. And then Miguel's like, no, 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 no. Since when do you care about rules? Yeah, I got you. You know? Yeah. And so I like the scene because, you know, I... I I apply it to real life, you know, we're, and I take this from my experiences, yeah. you know, sometimes we're quick to give advice, you know, like, Hey, don't give up, pursue your dreams, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. But sometimes we don't follow our own oh, advice. Man, yeah. There you go. You breaking it down, bro. For sure. Keep on so, going with that. That's good. Yeah. So that's, that's why I like that scene really. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I, again, I'm just using my experiences with my kids, you know, you know, don't give up, pursue your dreams, but, uh, you know, you can also apply to your life as well. Yeah, they need to, they need to see you living that out, man. Like the best, exactly. the best sermons that are preached are the ones that are lived. 
You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to say that again. The well, best said, sermons that yeah. are preached are the ones that are lived, man, not the ones that you say. So if you're saying something, man, it's it's better to back it up. And so just to say some funny things from from that scene, man, um, that you just talked about. I like when he says, you don't ban me. I ban you. You know, and so Johnny's <laughs> getting all pissed off and stuff. And, <laughs> and then at the end, he's like, well, sensei, maybe there's a way that's more delicate. And he says, the way of the fist is not delicate. Cobra Kai is not delicate. So. Uh, again, great chemistry between the two. But um, before we before we go on to the next scene, man, I like uh, where sh- where where Shock where Hawk shows off his tattoo, man. So Hawk is going, he's going full blown, <laughs> flipping the script, and he gets a tattoo and stuff. So uh, it's another another little just little comic relief there, man. So yeah, another scene that I like, man, is um, just um. Uh, you know, again, like we said in the last podcast, man, we talked about, we know, we're talking a lot about Johnny and Miguel, but, you know, Daniel has some good stuff here. And specifically when he's showing Robbie about the bonsais, right? He's showing Robbie the bonsais. And I like, here's a life lesson that I got. Visualize what you want for your future and then make it happen, man. So you're shaking your head there, man. What else do you got with that? No, it's exactly, I mean, that was on my list as well, man. Daniel hit the nail on the head right there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, everything requires hard work. We, we all know that. And, but ultimately, I mean, you, and again, to tie back to, you know, something you've said in the past, man, is like you, you hold the pen basically. No doubt. If, yeah. You hold the pen to the next chapter, to the story, to the anything. So if you inspire to do something, then visualize it and make it happen, exactly. you know? So yeah, that was definitely something I have on here as well. And it's just, you know, go for whatever it is that you want to pursue and don't let anything stop you. Yeah, for sure. You know? So, and so man, why don't you do this, man, for the people who maybe haven't watched the original, because again, man, there's, there's people who haven't watched the original. They just, you know, heard about Cobra Kai. It was trending on Twitter. It was, you know, trending on trending on social media, man, and they just started watching it because it's available on Netflix, man. But how does that scene with the bonsai connect to the original movie? Well, see, this is where uh, Daniel's, you know, when he, and this is after Miyagi has just fixed his bike. Mm-hmm. So he, Daniel was kind of down on life. Yeah. You know, he, he had just gotten what, uh, tore up again. Off a <laughs> yes, <laughs> tore up again. Pushed off a hill. Yeah, you know, did a what three sixty and the original Neymar flop. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> for real. And so Miyagi kind of inspired, you know, courage. I guess you would say confidence in him to not allow his situation or his circumstances to affect his present or his future. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I tie it together is just like Miyagi was that mentor, that, that, uh, father figure to push Daniel in the right direction to not allow him to, you know, what is it fall into a deep hole or something because things were going bad for him in the original. So, and again, you see the same thing here, kind of Daniel doing it to Robbie as well, you know, uh, nobody wanted to fight and train with Daniel. Yeah. And and he just kind of by what accident he ended up training with Robbie. And, you know, you see Robbie kind of also changing his ways mm-hmm. from the from his character or from the way his character was yeah. at the beginning of the of the season. So um 
it's just really just inspiring confidence, man. Yeah, so. for sure. And it's using using what you got, you know. So obviously Miyagi had bonsais, and so you know he he used what he had to to inspire Daniel. And here we go, you know, thirty five years later, you know, and so Daniel's using the bonsais to to make that connection with with Robbie, and in the process, you know, instill some wisdom in him. So that's how you see that connection from you know Karate Kid the film to Cobra Kai now. So, man, I think, uh, again, we were talking before we got, before we started recording this podcast that this is, you know, definitely one of our favorite episodes, one of my favorite episodes. So the next scene that, that I like is just right before the date and right before, right before both of their dates. I know Johnny didn't have a date per se, but he had a meeting, right? He had a meeting that he was going to attend to. So we'll just it's say a that was a meeting. date. <laughs> yeah. We'll just say, we'll just say that was a date. And then, uh, obviously Miguel, had a date with Sam. And so, man, I just love that exchange. You know, Johnny's showing him, you know, that he has the briefcase and then he's like, are you nervous about your date? And, you know, all this stuff, man. And uh, I like, he says that, hey, well, you better be able to know how to make your move. And Miguel's like, move, what move? Come on, come on, man. You have to, you know, you have to kiss the girl. And he's like, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'd like to, but I don't technically have to, right? And then Johnny breaks down some some good old Johnny wisdom. No, <laughs> that's true. You can learn how to braid her hair. Talk about all the other guys who had the balls to kiss her on the first date. So he's like, man, you're Cobra Kai, man. Strike first, strike hard. It's not just for karate. It's for everything. I like that, too. So what'd you get from that, man? That's man. That's just, just a classic scene. Again, just showing the bond between Miguel and, and Johnny. Yeah, it's just really, I got from that scene is how they uh, both pushed each other to take that big step that they were probably afraid to take. Oh, yeah, like, okay. You know, because, you know, Daniel, I mean, not Daniel, sorry, Johnny, <laughs> when he found out he was banned, he was ready to go down there and fight them, fight the committee. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know? yeah. And, um, and then Miguel was, like, again, super nervous, and he was already just kind of, what was it? he was not uh, confident. He was just trying to do the right thing yeah, <laughs> and yeah. by Sam. And he's like, Johnny was pushing him. No, man, come on. You got to make your move. You know, <laughs> you got to stand like, out. You got to stand out. Yeah, That's you what it is. You can't, exactly. you can't be scared. You know, you know, I mean, people fear people, uh, people feel like when someone's, you know, being scared and fearful. So you can't, you can't be that way. And, and I guess that's the same thing with Johnny. If Johnny would have gone to that meeting scared, they would have been able to see that. So, uh, what yeah, else? Though? He probably wouldn't have gotten the outcome. Yeah, he probably, <laughs> exactly. You wouldn't have got the outcome that, that he wanted. Where are you taking this chick anyway? The observatory. A little picnic on the lawn, chocolate tasting three ways, and if the sky's clear, then we'll look at the stars. The only part of that that made any sense at all is three-way. It'll be fun. All right, look. If you want to impress this chick, you got to take her to where I used to take all my babies back in the day. Where's that? I like Miguel's plan, though. Miguel's plan. Yeah. Where were they? The observatory? A little picnic on the lawn? Picnic on the lawn, didn't see the stars. But uh, Chocolate three ways, baby. It's chocolate three ways. Only part that made sense was three way. Johnny's crazy, man. Uh, Absolutely, man. Yeah, he is notorious sometimes, man, for the way he thinks and stuff. But, uh, but no, it's like, you know, again, just to kind of touch base, they're just both inspiring confidence in each other. And yeah. they're, you know, the Cobra Kai motto, you know, strike first, strike hard. But they can still do that, but in a different approach. And that's 
you know, one thing I took away from that is there's always a different approach. You know, you don't have to settle for just one thing or one rule or one yeah. standard or one outlet. So no, that's good, man. And and you don't even have to, you know, uh, you don't even have to stick to what you're accustomed to doing. So obviously Miguel is accustomed to, to just, I guess, being that kid who's afraid. And now Johnny's trying to, like you said, inspire confidence in him and trying to, Hey man, you gotta, you gotta risk, man. And so, uh, after that though, man, I mean, I'm telling you, man, one of my favorite parts is, you know, they're at golf and stuff, man. And I love the old school yeah. song that's playing young hearts, by young commuter, hearts. Yeah. you know, it's just, <laughs> man, I love, I love that. I love the scene. I love, they, they really, you know, just mimic everything, almost everything from, from karate kid part one with the hockey. I don't know if you remember, man, that hockey game, remember pistol Pete's and Garland, they had that yep, hockey sure U- USA versus Saturday, yeah was it off a of Saturday, Saturday yeah <laughs> USA against Russia that old school hockey game man like mm-hmm. all that stuff dude I, I remember that man so uh, it's a great scene man and just you just see the excitement between you know Miguel and Samantha and that first date excitement man so that was yeah. that young love baby you know the excitement of young love man so uh, <laughs> what else did you did you get from that. It's just the carefree, man. You see them, uh, you know, it's one of the true moments you actually see them both happy and enjoying themselves, not a carefree in the world. Yeah. And um, you just see their their love interest growing stronger and stronger. And, um, you know, it's, like you said, young love. <laughs> <laughs> young love. <laughs> Remember those days. Yeah, yeah, man, for sure. And so what's pretty cool about the way this this episode is filmed is that you have it they're intertwining right so you have you know miguel's date with sam and then it's gonna cut to johnny so why don't you talk about that you're going to talk about johnny at the meeting and I'll, I'll talk about miguel with the date with sam so now take us to johnny goes to the meeting and tell us what you like about you know that first part of the meeting where right before even johnny walks in you know they're talking about the color of the mats and blue mats gold fizz all that so talk talk us through that well, this is the moment um, where you see uh, Johnny take a different approach from what we're accustomed to see Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's actually presentable. You know, <laughs> he's uh, <laughs> he's presentable. He's, you know, he's speaking and, um, you know, basically just doing everything he can to kind of get Cobra Kai on band. And then before you know it, his arch nemesis shows up, yeah. which is Daniel. You know, and right there, Johnny's confidence kind of drops. Mm-hmm. The odds are starting to stack against him. And then, of course, you got Daniel, you know, giving his two cents about how, you know, Cobra Kai um, were like, you know, they are not good for the tournament, that they're a bunch of bullies and yeah. all this stuff. And But some of the committee members aren't sold, you know. Some of them still... Kind of want to hear <laughs> what Johnny has to say, and I, I I like what Johnny says. You know, um, kind of like a Goliath moment. Yeah. Um, how he proclaims how Cobra Kai is different now, and how his students are making a difference. Like yeah. they're not just you know losers, and not only are they not only is he making a difference in their lives, they're making a difference in his life yeah. as well. Heck yeah. So yeah, so I, I like that just because again, it's a Goliath moment where. You know, everything's against Johnny and he still finds a way to 
fight back without literally <laughs> using his Cobra Kai <laughs> yeah. uh, mantra or, you know. <laughs> and it's what you said a couple of minutes ago, man. It's it's doing something different. So there, again, they, uh, you know, Johnny's accustomed to fighting and there he takes a different approach and he's more vulnerable, man. You know, he's vulnerable in that moment where he talks about because he talks about how, yeah, it's not only making a difference in their life, it's making a difference in his life. And you can feel the sincerity as he's telling that to the committee members, man. And so uh, I like that you said arts nemesis because Daniel's really the villain in that scene, man. He's trying to do everything in his power to to get Cobra Kai to stay right for that for that band to stay on Cobra Kai. And hey, did you catch the pictures of uh, Terry Silver and Crease <laughs> <laughs> and Mike Barnes? <laughs> Mike Barnes. And, and I like, like when, I when Johnny says, "I don't even know who Terry who Terry Silver is, man." So <laughs> then Daniel's like, "Ask him about John Crease." He's like, "He's dead." <laughs> He's dead. Exactly. Look, I admit Cobra Kai had its share of problems in the '80s. My sensei didn't always play by the rules. That's why I left. But my Cobra Kai is different. It's a place where kids can come and feel like they belong. Where they won't get picked on just because they're a bunch of losers, but because they're unique. I've watched firsthand as my students have gotten stronger, gained confidence, learn how to stand up for themselves. Cobra Kai is making a difference in these kids' lives. And honestly, they're making a difference in mine as well. So, all right, we'll stop right there. Because that's not the end of that scene, but let me go back to, to Sam and, and and Miguel because, again, they're intertwining. And so uh, did you hear the, the Lonzo Ball shout-out? So Sam yes. gave that Lonzo, Lonzo Ball, Ball. shout-out. That's crazy, man. Lonzo Ball shout-out. So, yeah, big-time Laker <laughs> fan. But, again... Just real, real quick, man. I, I love the, the scenes with with Miguel and Sam. That specifically, and and here's what I want to focus on with that scene. And I know you're gonna get this connection. So we obviously know that Sam comes from a well, rich family, right? Well off, rich family, because Daniel owns all those dealerships, and Miguel doesn't. Miguel lives in Reseda, just like Daniel did, right? So uh, if you remember, when Daniel went out with Allie, Allie was the rich girl. And Daniel was a poor kid. And so now right. Miguel's going out with Sam and Sam <laughs> is the rich girl and Miguel's the poor kid. So like we talked about in previous, you know, episodes about uh, the, the Cobra Kai series, Miguel is the modern day Daniel. So that right there shows it again. You know, they, they're coming from two different sides of the tracks, man. And, but they like each other. Right. And so, uh, and it just, it's just cute, man. It's just cute. How, uh, how they just interact. And, and I love, you know what I love too, man. And I'm, I'm sure you love this too. I love that, you know, Miguel really shows off, you know, his pride, right. For, for his Latino community. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm doing outreach for the community, the Latino kids. And so they even say what Mr. Uh, what did they say about the octopus? Mr. Uh, Senor Octopus. octopus. <laughs> he's like, Oh, he's Hispanic. So all he's that, Hispanic all that cool kid. stuff. But here's the best part, the photo booth, because again, that's yeah. just like in part one, the photo booth. Right. And so, man, Love, love that scene. Love, love all that with, yeah. with that nostalgia, man. So uh, that's exactly what it was. Nostalgia right there. Took it all the way back. Right. Right. You want to add anything to that? Did I leave anything out? No, I just said, you know, I was going to mention the photo booth scene yeah. because, the, you know, they were making funny faces. And I noticed Sam put Miguel's 
arm around her. Yeah. I don't, I can't, I don't think Allie did that to Daniel, but he did. I think he did have his arm around her as well. Yeah. And so just kind of a connection, but, uh, but yeah, I just, I remember those photo booths growing up. For sure, bro. Made, <laughs> hey, made me want to go back and go into a photo booth <laughs> or something, man. <laughs> right. Exactly. Taking those silly pictures. But yeah, no, that's definitely a, a very good scene. And, yeah. you know, just the, stuff in general yeah for know. sure and even when they when they get to the end right of their date they're outside and he's showing her he's trying to show her how to do the stance and and she shows off her karate skills right and right. they kiss and he's like she's like this is the best date we've i've ever had he's i thought it wasn't a date it technically it wasn't right so yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> pure sweet young love all right so take us at the end take us to the end of this the scene where uh where Johnny and Daniel are still discussing about whether Cobra Kai is going to be in the tournament. Yeah. So after, you know, you know, Johnny, you know, gives his, you know, like you said, his, his vulnerability and sensitivity speech, you know, uh, I mean, you saw a real side of him right there. And, you know, again, you see Daniel still trying to play it down, make it seem like it's not legitimate or anything, but some of those committee members are not sold. And so they put it to a vote. And they asked Johnny to step outside and, um, you know, Johnny's like out there just nervous, man, mm -hmm. just like <laughs> yeah. impatient, just like, you know, like doesn't even know what, what's going to happen. He, he probably is thinking the worst yeah. to be honest. Yeah. He doesn't think. And then Daniel walks out and he's just like, congratulations, Johnny. And he, he gets the ban overturned. Yeah. And then one, one of my favorite scenes in the episode is, uh, and I don't mean to skip skip no, to go it. Go ahead, go ahead. You're uh, good. You're good. Is the ending scene when Great uh, Miguel? Scene. Yes, yes. Yeah. When Miguel rides his bike to to the dojo and they say, "Who's the man? I'm the man. Are you the man? You telling me I'm the man? I crushed the com I crushed the date and I crushed the committee meeting. Cobra Kai is back and you know they celebrate and it's like, I'm gonna grab a soda. You want a banquet? <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. And he's like, now nah, we're getting the good stuff out, man. We're getting the, the good, good stuff, stuff out. Right? We're getting the good stuff out. We're getting the liquor. He's like, is this good for you? Yeah, it's gonna grow hair on your balls. He's like, is that a good thing? <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. Man, yeah, love that scene. Yeah, yeah, feel good. Like you said, bro, it's feel good. And Cobra Kai is yeah. back because Cobra Kai, that is a badass name for a dojo. Which is what that guy said. <laughs> so yeah, man. I'm telling you, man. One of one of my favorite episodes, man. So anything else from this episode before we jump into episode eight, man? Yeah, you said everything. You 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 hit on that last scene, which is, man, great, great, great. Just interaction between Miguel and Johnny, man. And hey, they never accepted defeat. Both of them, bro. Both of them never accepted defeat. Never. And that's the lesson learned that I took from that scene is never accept defeat or give up. So kind of re to reiterate what we've been talking about, it's just if you want something, go for it, you know, and if you get rejection, don't let that stop you and find another approach just like just like Johnny and Miguel. That's right. So, the, yeah. So like this is like we, we were talking at the beginning, like you said, and yeah, this is one of our favorite episodes sure. of the season, man. For just. Sure. All the good stuff and nostalgia and everything. <laughs> yeah, for sure, bro. That happened. Ooh, who's the man? I'm the man. Oh, shit. Are you the man, too? Tell me you're the man. I'm the man. Yeah. I crushed the date. I crushed the committee meeting. So Cobra Kai's in? Hell yeah, we're in. Cobra Kai's back, baby. All right. I'm going to grab a soda. Do you want a banquet? No, no. 
the summer of 82. Rocky III had just come out. My buddy Dutch was a huge Mr. T fan, so we went to the local theater to check it out. Sitting in front of us was this group of cute chicks eating popcorn. And Dutch started throwing milk duds at them. What? Why would he do that? Because it's an alpha move, man. Babes love when you treat them like crap. Anyway, eventually the girls got so pissed off, one of them stood up and started yelling at us. That's when I saw her for the first time. Saw who? Allie. She dumped popcorn all over Dutch, got butter all over him. <laughs> I could tell right away, man, this chick was a firecracker. So did you ask her out? Yeah, I hit on her a few times so she gave me a chance. Went to golf and stuff for our first date. Kissed on the Ferris wheel. We were madly in love. Dated for two years. For uh, Valentine's Day, instead of rings, I gave her this pink jelly bracelet. She gave me this. So then what happened? Summer before my senior year, we got into a fight. I figured we'd work things out eventually. Then Daniel LaRusso came to town. Here's something interesting. And I don't mean to go a little bit off top. Oh, no, you're but, good. You're uh, good. Um, so Johnny, you know, starts to tell Miguel how he met Allie, how he started dating her. And then, like, the summer before their senior year, he says, Johnny says, we got into a fight. Uh-huh. He never said they broke up. Nah, yeah, they didn't. He they never didn't. said they broke yeah, up. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, and then of course he, and then he says Daniel comes into the picture, and then we Daniel Larusso showed up. <laughs> Daniel Larusso <laughs> showed up. So I just thought that that was interesting, but you know, it just after again, and we've mentioned this in in the other two episodes, is like after thirty four years, that rivalry is still there. It's yeah. it's still. You know, it still has fire. It still has wood. You know. <laughs> hey, man. Real still... talk, though. Is there anybody like that? I'm man. You're a good guy, man. But is there anybody that, after all these years, you still like, man? I don't like that guy. Because here we are. We're talking about this fictional yeah. TV series, man. But man, is there anybody like yo? If I saw that guy, man, I'd be like, man, oh, man, forget that guy. Anybody? Uh, probably some kids from like elementary who, who I mean, I don't even remember their names to be honest. Yeah. I remember it wouldn't like, be like this, faces. though, right? It wouldn't be like, nah, like Johnny like and Daniel. Not, <laughs> not even got into a fight, but no, not, not to the point where I'm like, I guess this is how I guess we evolved. <laughs> I yeah. don't know, but not to the point where, oh my god, I can't stand the guy and make the like guys like miserable. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I, like yeah, I'd probably say, like, for me, man, I think there's there are people who have crossed me, man, in the past. You know, maybe, maybe you know, when I was 18, 19, that if I saw him, I mean, I'm not going to start any beef because that's not me, but uh, probably wouldn't, you know, yeah, probably wouldn't talk to that person. But yeah, man, my bad going off topic, dude. That's just <laughs> not because it, it is true, man. You see this, you know, this, this, this hatred and this rivalry 34 years later, man. And um, I don't know. I think, I think it gets a little bit more deeper because there was a girl involved. And like you said, hey, right. they never broke up. So go ahead, go ahead, keep going. <laughs> well, it just, you know, it made me think, um, not just that because of the rivalry still going on 34, 35 years later, but yeah. if you think about it, um, Allie was the catalyst, man. Oh, Allie, yeah, she was. I mean, she could have easily, like, if she would have, I guess, maybe 
done something. Yeah. Whether it's tell Johnny, hey, it's over, or hey, tell Daniel, hey, I'm seeing somebody. Yeah. Either thing. Yeah. Imagine this story could have gone any other direction, man. <laughs> and the way he described her too, bro. So, you know, let me piggyback off what you were saying. The way he described her, he's like, that's when I saw her for the first time. Allie. And he was like, man, chick was a firecracker. You know, we went to golf and stuff for our first date. We were madly in love. And then he remember what he gave her, that jelly bracelet. And then yeah. what she gave him, the headband. Like, yo, how do you remember that? Well, you remember stuff like that? You know, bro, you know that girl was special, man. Because, I mean, right. I, I can't remember what my girlfriend in in high school, you know, my maybe like in 10th grade, I can't remember what she gave me, but the girl that was real special to me, yeah, I remember. Like, yeah, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, I mean, I just thought that those two scenes go hand in hand. Because, they do. They do. Yeah. And because it's showing the division, right? It's showing, okay, Johnny, Johnny's telling Miguel, hey, be careful of the LaRussos. Daniel's telling Sam, be careful of Cobra Kai. So definitely go hand in hand, you know? Absolutely. And um, without getting too much into it, you see what, because, you know, you see the influence it's kind of starting to have on Miguel and Sam. Yeah. Who are, in a way, in a way, are kind of just bystanders here you know what i'm saying like they have nothing to do with the beef but mm-hmm. yet as the season goes on because of who they're slowly, with slowly yeah yeah because of who they're with they're going to be slowly incorporated and i think it's going to make them sacrifice a bit of their mindset and rationale and uh choices yeah for sure as it goes on for sure so, and, and i wrote that too man i wrote that 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 sam was definitely torn you know torn between um uh, Obviously, you know, she wants to please her dad, man. But, you know, she also likes Miguel. And obviously, you know, that that date that they had, man, that's that's something that was real special. So uh, one more note, man, that, that I like what Johnny said is he's telling Miguel that story is that the worst thing wasn't him losing to Daniel. The worst thing is that he lost Allie. Yo, I'm telling yeah. you, bro, when you when you say that about a woman 34 years later. Come on. I know you can't say that, Monty, because you're married. But me, bro, I could be like, yo, that girl I lost back when I was 21, man. Like, the worst is that he lost Allie, man. So, definitely good scenes. I like the beginning as well. You know, I know we jumped into that, but that's perfect, man. But the beginning was pretty funny. You know, when he's training yeah. them, he's like, hey, he's training you them. know, hey, you guys got to give me your give me your best, be- better than your best. And so, you got to be able yeah. to take my worst. And it's like, yeah. losers, no sensei. Are you nerds? <laughs> no sensei. Are you sure? No sensei. So, that that was a pretty cool scene, and that song. What is it? We're not gonna make it. We're oh, we're not gonna take it. We're not gonna. We're not gonna take it. Twisted sister. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what other what other uh, scenes stood out to you, man? There was uh, quite a few in this episode. This is man. a good episode it's, too, man. This is another yeah. good episode. Yeah. Uh, this one, uh, this scene I like is the one where Carmen Miguel's mom invites Johnny for dinner. I had that too. You know, Go ahead. That's good. I had yeah, that too. And, um, you know, number one, this is something Johnny's not used to these family dinners, prayer, this, they pray before they eat, <laughs> you yeah. know? And, um, so they start to talk and then, um, you know, they ask Johnny where he's from and he's like, or if he was from Reseda. Yeah. And Johnny's like, no, I grew up from in Encino. Yeah. And Carmen says, you know, oh, you, you lived in a nice house, yeah. you know. And I like what Johnny responds. Oh, yeah. He's like, um, 
you may you live in a nice house just because you live in a nice house doesn't mean the nice things are going on inside dope so yes. yeah that is so yeah. again this is johnny dropping wisdom right here man yeah, so, yeah. so don't assume things look good just because just because things look good doesn't mean on the outside doesn't mean things are good on the inside for sure and um and then of course you know carmen proceeds to tell him or tell johnny where he's from and uh you know, the situation with her uh, ex-husband. And I like, this is where Carmen drops drops a good quote. So hold on, before you what? drop that, before you drop that, because I want you to drop it, because that's a great quote. But I, I just like how, how Carmen's uh, mom, La Abuelita de Miguel, describes yeah, yeah. El come mierda, <laughs> el come mierda. <laughs> I'm so glad Miguel's finally making some nice friends. It's been difficult for him. We've had to move around a lot. Where are you guys from originally? Ecuador. Why'd you leave? Porque se enamoró de un come mierda. Mama, I got married at 18. After I became pregnant with Miguel, I learned the truth about my husband's job. Let's just say he was a very bad man. I had to get far away from him. Sorry to hear that. Don't be sorry. I moved on long ago. You can't let the mistakes of the past determine your future. Miguel yeah, dude, powerful scene. Powerful scene. Yeah, we we hear a little bit about Miguel. You know, Carmen says he's a bad man, and then go ahead, bro. And and you know, Johnny kind of starts to patronize slash, you know, just apologize, say I'm sorry to hear that. Mm -hmm. You know, sorry to hear what you went through. And Carmen, Carmen, you know, very confident, very very mature. It's like, no, you don't have to apologize. Yeah. You know, you can't let the mistakes of your past determine your future. Great quote. And so that was, yeah, Great that, was, that was an amazing quote. And you know what else I loved about that? You know, so she said, don't be sorry. You know, like you said, Johnny was like, I'm sorry. Because, you know, you've been around, you know, you've been around enough conversations when somebody tells you something sad and all you can say is you're sorry, right? You know, sometimes you don't know how to respond. So I'm sorry you're going through that. And like you said, bro, you know, she very confidently said, don't be sorry. But this is what I like, too. She said, I moved on a long time ago. That's powerful, man. You know, that that's yeah. powerful in the sense that, hey, don't be sorry because I moved on long ago. So don't you don't stay in my past because I've already moved from that. You know what I'm saying? So you can't let the mistakes of the past determine your future. I moved on. I moved on a long time ago. I'm, you know, walking on another path. And so I think sometimes people they hear about something that happened to you in the past and they think that you're still there. And so it's important for you to say, nah, I've moved on. All right. I've moved on. So you may still be there, but I've moved on. So I like that about looking that. forward, not backwards. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then I like what, what Johnny does right after that, the scene right after he cleans up that his apartment, he, um, you know, fixes everything up and, he goes to the fridge and rather than get a banquet like he normally does, he yeah. drinks OJ yeah. instead of the beer. So, you know, you just see the transformation. You see him, you know, just changing paths, man, from yeah. when from where he started. So that's that's why I like that scene. You know, yeah, dude. That, yeah. That that's definitely good. And I you know, it's crazy everything you said, man, I had as well. You know, so he starts cleaning up. He's watching Iron Eagle again. And yeah, man, he's uh, like you said, he grabs the orange juice instead of the course banquet. So within that, man, we we see another good scene between Daniel and Robbie. And that's when. Uh, but before that, as the episode description said, Robbie meets Samantha. So this is where the love triangle begins. So Robbie right. sees Samantha. You know, she's laying out by the pool. 
And it's like, hey, man, you're a typical 15, 16 year old. You see a pretty girl automatically, man, you're going to, you know, you're going to your eyes are going to be like drawn to to that person. And that's how Robbie was when he saw Samantha. And so, you know, Robbie and Daniel, they go to the wooded areas. And again, dude, uh, what I love about that is the Miyagi. I say Miyagi training music. I'm sure there's there's a specific name <laughs> for that, bro. But I'm just going to give it yeah. Miyagi training music. Right. But again, the connections, right? Daniel wearing the catcher's chest protector, right? The catcher's teaching him how to punch. Yeah, the catcher's mask, teaching him how to punch. So, uh, but one of the things that I like that Daniel told them um, is there's always another lesson to be learned, you know, and that's good because you know you never. I, I know I've said this before on my posts is that man, you got to keep growing, you got to keep learning. The minute you think there's nothing else to learn, that's it, man. So, I like that he said there's always another lesson to be learned. Training ain't over yet. You may know the moves, but none of that matters unless you have balance. I balance on my skateboard every day. I didn't mean balance in your body. I mean balance in your life. Look, Robbie, I know it's hard growing up without a dad. Believe me, mine died when I was young, so I know. But when those bad feelings all weigh you down, you gotta, you gotta search inside for the good stuff, you know, and just then you could find some balance in your life. You understand? It's not easy, but you'll do it. Uh, so yeah, man, what else what else did you get from that? I know you you like that that training scene. Yeah, to piggy uh, piggyback uh, about that scene is something else Daniel said that, you know, kind of stuck with me when he was kind of telling Robbie or I guess when he kind of connected a little bit they were showing that he didn't have a dad yeah and you know daniel told him yeah you know what my dad died when i was young yeah too and he gave robbie some advice he said when those bad feelings weigh you down you got to search inside for the good stuff yes. and you know find the balance man you know so i just thought that that was another nah, that's good yeah bro i had i had that too yeah search inside for the good stuff you know because obviously man real talk you know bad things happen bad things have happened and, and, you know, you know, your heart gets broken, uh, you lose a job, you know, you get divorced, you know, somebody in your family dies, bad things happen, but it's always important to search inside for the good stuff. So, yeah, I had written that down, too, man. So, yeah, man, it's pretty cool scenes, right? Pretty cool scenes. And then I guess another one, man, um, again, so we saw how Sam was torn, right? Sam was like, man, what should I do? So let, let me say this real quick, because I think it's in, it's important to you know, future Cobra Kai episodes. So, uh, because now Miguel starts feeling a little bit insecure about his relationship. And simply because when Sam and him were FaceTiming, Daniel comes yeah. in and says, who are you talking to? And what did she say? Just a lab partner. Now, I don't know about you, bro, but if my girlfriend was to tell somebody, you know, close to her that, oh, you know, she wouldn't admit that she was talking to her boyfriend. I'd be pretty ticked off. So I'm sure Miguel felt pretty ticked off. And you know that because in the following scene, when he's at the movie theater, he's just telling Aisha, it just, you know, it seems weird. You know, I don't know if Mr. LaRusso was going to like me, all this stuff. And Aisha's just like, well, you know, I've known Daniel for so long. And of course, Hawk is now, you know, being alpha. He's like, dude, just go over there. That's the alpha move, right? And so Miguel goes over there, bro. And hey, again, 
when he goes over there, he's rehearsing, right? He's rehearsing what he's going to say. And when I was watching that, man, I'm just taking back to me, man. I remember before I used to go on dates and stuff, just rehearsing what I'm going to say. And then he goes and he sees Samantha and she's sitting next to Robbie and they're all happy. And bro, he had to be crushed, man. So man, how, how else do you think he felt, man? I mean, think about it. You know, this girl that you just had an amazing date with, this girl that, you know, you're taking pictures and posting them on Instagram and you're going through stuff and everything's so good. And then you go to her house and she's talking to another guy with around her family and you haven't even met her family. How would you feel, bro? Real no, talk. Man. No, real talk. <laughs> Honestly, man, you know what? Here's the thing, man. I got to find out for myself. So I'm, I'm going in there. That's just me. Striking first. Because, <laughs> striking first because I, I would be like, hey, you know, introduce myself saying you know kind of seeing what's going on man yeah. because here's here's the key assumption is the mother of all screw-ups yeah so you can't just assume the it would just be on your mind if you don't like well did you know he just left right yeah yeah i guarantee you probably stayed in his mind yeah man. for sure probably and, he, and he, sleep, bro. And he, he did leave you're, you're right he yeah. probably didn't sleep <laughs> so it's not you know no nah, man let me find out yeah. Don't assume, exactly. you know, don't exactly. assume. So it, it, again, it could have all been solved if you would have just like done the alpha and just go in there and yeah. introduce himself, see what's going on for himself, kind of feel the room. You know what I'm saying? But you should have gone in there and like, Hey Sam, come here and give him Sam a kiss. Exactly. Ah. <laughs> that, yeah, that would have been, but what's happening is, you know, those actions yeah, or what his, what he saw. Yeah. It's pretty much giving validity to what Johnny was had told him, you know, as far as watch out for the LaRussos, ah, you know, so they're snakes. What he saw. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're the real exactly. snakes. <laughs> so, but again, if Miguel just takes another approach, like we talked about, and, but that's the thing. Previous. But and, and that shows you, though, like Miguel. Miguel, you know, he's a good kid, man, and he's not going to do that. He's one of those, like, calm kids, man, that he's not going to do that, man. You know, he's right. – which is why he needed Johnny in the first place, man. So, uh, yeah, dude, uh, I, I just know I would have – I wrote that down, man. I mean, I would have been ticked off, man, like this girl yeah, that I, I liked. Too, believe me. And then, you know, I go – I'm just a lab partner. <laughs> exactly. I'm just a lab partner, bro. What's up with that? I'm just a lab partner. All right, man, so another scene that I like there's, – there's two more scenes that I like – uh, I like when he goes back and talks to Sid. And I like how Sid's yeah. laughing, bro. Sid's just laughing. It's like he's complaining about the locks, bro. You know what locks is? Locks is that bagel with salmon. So I finally oh. realized that this this uh this summer, man, I had that for the first time. It's actually pretty oh, good, dude. dude. Like, yeah, you like smoked was, salmon. Was it toasted? Yeah, his wasn't. <laughs> yeah, his wasn't. <laughs> his was, his was no, like a so, sponge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh yeah, that was a pretty cool scene because it goes back. I'm gonna piggyback off what you said. It goes back where Johnny's like, he took the advice and the wisdom that Carmen gave him and he started to make a change in his life. And he's like, all right, Sid, I don't need your money. Uh, I never needed your money. That's just the only thing that you had to give. And you know what I love, bro? And I'll let you add to this, but I wrote this down, man. I love as Johnny was walking away after he gave up that money and he's smiling. And here's the thing, bro. When you can walk away from something or you can walk away from someone and you're smiling, bro, that's when you have peace. Because you're not like, oh, man, should I have done it? Should I not done it? Man, when you can walk away from something or someone and you're smiling, man, that's peace. And at that moment, Johnny Lawrence had peace, man. 
So what else you want to add to that? It's just, you know, it's, it's redemption, man. You know, yeah. Sid pretty much never thought nothing of him or that he would amount to nothing. Yeah. You know, he even said, you want me to leave it here on the table for you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. And like you said, Johnny walks away redeemed yeah. and basically the path, he can move forward now and not worry about the past mm-hmm. holding him back. You know, he, he, he can visual, like what Daniel said, he can visualize and move forward with yeah. his life. And he's got peace. And, he don't, he don't need his money, dude. He don't need that. Right, he, he, exactly. don't need that cha- he don't need to be a charity case, man. You know what I'm saying? He's so got he, aspirations. Yeah. Aspiration, exactly. Yeah. And he's finally, he finally feels like he's taking control of his life. Bro, that's freedom right there, man. That's freedom. Exactly. And man. so the last scene, you know, um, I, I, it, it's it's necessary because it's it's the cliffhanger, right? It's where Louis mm-hmm. comes with with Sons of Anarchy, as he says. He's like, <laughs> "Hey, Sons of Anarchy, I said we want to, I want to send him a message, not blow up the whole spot or the whole neighborhood or whatever." And so, yeah, man. And uh, go ahead and finish that off, man. Tell us about that last scene. Actually, I, you know, I liked a little bit before. Okay, go that, ahead. Go ahead. That part, just a little bit, just a little bit. What he's doing before he hears Louis and Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> oh my bad, bro. Yeah, how did I forget? He's writing nope. the letter to Robbie, dude. He's writing the that, letter that to goes, Robbie. That goes back with the redemption. Yeah, he's writing the letter yeah. to Robbie. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. And um, he's going old school. He's like, I'm writing you a letter because I don't want to text or call. <laughs> That's me, bro. Writing letters, yeah. man. I still write letters Writing right letters, now. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> and you know how he just he starts to write down how he's been doing a lot of thinking. He's realized how much he screwed up his life, all the mistakes, everything that he's done wrong. But he says the biggest screw up was the relationship. Or my biggest screw up is my relationship with you, which is basically what non-existent for most of Robbie's life. Mm-hmm. So he's still trying, man. He's he's determined to not allow that non-existence or his absence in Robbie's life mm-hmm. to um, to not determine the present and the future going forward. For sure. So he he's I mean you just see him determined to make a positive impact in Robbie's life. So. And like you said, this is, you know, the field goal movement or this is the redemption part, yeah. the, the peace and the aspiration to to make it right. So yeah. I, I just really like that. Now, that was great. Yeah, you're right, bro. I mean, I had written that down, too. So my my bad for jumping ahead. But definitely, you know, oh, he's, no, 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 he's trying to he's trying to make things right with his kid. And and as you know, as things in Johnny Lawrence's life goes, whenever you're trying to do right, something happens. And that's when. Louis LaRusso happens. So tell us about that scene. Well, um, Louis is just upset because, (laughs) you know, of what, of what Donnie did, you know, or, well, it started, you know, with With the painting, what he did with the painting on the billboard. And then, um, and then of course, with allowing Donnie and Cobra Kai back in the tournament and that Daniel fixed his car for free. So Louis like, pretending to be an enforcer he's like we should do something about it because you take the car back <laughs> exactly so, so he teams up with these two biker guys yeah. man and they're messing up johnny's car to allegedly send a message from yeah. daniel but in reality it's it's, it's all just louis yeah <laughs> it's just louis yeah and then of course johnny comes out and, you know he um he's he stops him from pretty much finishing the job and yeah demands to know where daniel lives. Exactly. 
Yeah, and that and, and that's the cliffhanger right there. So you know, right, he's like, "Where does Daniel Larusso live at?" And he finds question with that is, why didn't Johnny tear up Louie? Like seriously, why didn't he tear him up? Why didn't he like at least punch him? You know what I'm saying? At least punch him, exactly. kick him in the face, do something. Dude just blew up his car, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. Right? That, that's an unanswerable question, man. Like, what's up? <laughs> Come on, Johnny, get get a good kick on him, man. But it just goes to show that anytime he hears Daniel Larusso. He sees red and automatically goes there, man. He just automatically goes there. back. Yep. Yeah, for sure. That's all for it sure. is. All right, brother. So, man, I, I feel like we've done lessons throughout, man, unless you just want to say something else, man. I feel like, you know, we did a pretty good job, of, you know, interjecting the lessons as we, you know, talked about and recapped the episodes. But if you got something else, man, feel free to share it. You got anything well, no, else? Well, this not anything new we've okay. already pretty much discussed it yeah the the one that stands out for me on this episode is like what we've already talked about yeah. which is don't let the mistakes of your past determine your future so for sure you're not going that way man you're going the other way so no doubt no doubt write a new story for sure and so i'll add to that man um a lot of good stuff never accept defeat is one of them um what else man definitely what you said uh Oh, you know what? Let me go back to that real quick. Just because you live in a nice house, it doesn't mean nice things are going on inside. So everything isn't always as a seem. You know, people, especially now, man, with social media, man, you see people and they post stuff and they post all this pretty stuff, man, in their house and their car and knew this, knew that. But just because they're posting that, man, that doesn't mean they, they're really happy inside. Sometimes, man, people right. just post that just to have the appearance, man that their life right. is good. So man, for any of y'all listeners out there, man, just, just know, man, that everything isn't always as it seems. Make sure that everything's going on good in the inside. You don't always have to post stuff to let people know that you're doing good, you know, take care of your inside, man. So I'll leave it at that. So let's go ahead and just finish off, man. We, we got our Jordan, Johnny Lawrence. We got our Pippin, Miguel Diaz. Who are your other three who joined the top five out of these two episodes? Well, Tanner Buchanan, Robbie, for sure, man. You're going with Robbie? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's just something that I kind of touched on a little bit. So a complete 180 that he's done, you know, from uh, from the beginning, you know, how he's, you know, kind of like a rebel kid slash not caring degenerate, if you want to say. And kind of going down a dark path, man, at the beginning of the season when he or when he first came out. And then now you see him working, you see him learning karate. He's found a mentor and father figure in Daniel. Yeah. And so just and like you said, you kind of start to see little love triangle, love interest with Sam. Yeah. You know, so things are have turned around for him and you know, it's going down a good path. Okay. So All right. so He's one, and again, like I said, like, without picking <laughs> Jordan and Pippen, yeah. uh, Zapka and Marilena, yeah. I guess I'd have to go Carmen. Carmen, hey, I'm with you Carmen, there, Carmen, yeah. dude, simply because of what you said of that one quote, man, that one line. Heck yeah, Carmen. You can't let the mistakes yeah. of the past determine your future. So, Carmen, all right, I'm with you there, Carmen. Who else? Yeah, and, oh, God, this is a good one, man. I, I only had those three. Okay, you know, so let me give you here. I'm going to give you yeah. two to choose. I'm going to give you two to choose. I'm going to go with either Lucille, all right? So Daniel's mom, come on, because she brings back the baby Browns. The She's baby like, Brown, she says the yeah. baby Browns. And then, you know, uh, 
yeah, you know, she's talking about the baby Browns and then you see the little bit of 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 family uh, discord right between her and Amanda, Daniel's wife. So you're kind of seeing that. Right. And she's and but I love what what Lucille says, man. You always take care of family for sure. Always take care of family. Mm -hmm. You know, he's family and you always take care of family. So Lucille's one option. And then the other one is Sid, man. I mean, I, I like Sid. You know, Sid. You know, oh, for his yeah. for his two minutes that he's on, you know, I like Sid. Yeah. So there you go, bro. They, well, you choose you choose the fifth person, but either Lucille. I totally forgot Sid. about Sid, man. But I gotta go with Sid, man. <laughs> really? You know what? Yeah, gotta go with Sid, man. I just not only like you said, he's on for two minutes. His character, you know, is is you know pretty. What, what's the word I want to use? Uh, he's inspiring in a not so positive way okay that makes sense you know what i'm saying yeah. like he's 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 hard on john he doesn't believe him but look what the outcome is oh, okay. see what john you see how johnny grows and becomes stronger and finds that peace and redemption yeah so, gotta go with sid you going with sid yeah. nah I'm bro i'm gonna sid, go with lucille man. though i'll go with lucille so lucille's in my five but yeah i, I can i can i can see sid man you know because i do like him but I'll go with Lucille on that one simply because, hey, you always take care of family, man. So, yeah. hey, man, that was episode seven and eight. We got nine and ten and nine and ten are the last two episodes of Cobra Kai season one and nine. I know we're going to like number nine because that's that has one of our favorite yep, scenes, sure you know, and number ten <laughs> is awesome, too. So, man, yeah. obviously we're fanboys of this show. It's a great show. But as I've said before. You know, thank you so much for joining us and hopefully you're getting some inspiration and wisdom and also some, you know, just some, you know, recap knowledge of, of Cobra Kai. And as always, we're not getting paid by Netflix. So go out there and watch the show. It's a good, good show. Great show, actually. You know, you can watch if you have Netflix, especially now that we're dealing with this. We're still dealing with this pandemic. A lot of, you you know, just unrest in society. So, man, you want something to, to just watch and feel good about watch cobra kai it's great so money you got anything else before we go bro hey man i've enjoyed it as always anything else no man just thanks again for having me it's been a pleasure a lot of fun man talking to you about this great show man and like you said hopefully it touches somebody in a positive way yeah no doubt brother no doubt so hey nine and ten man we'll we'll shoot for that for next week all right brother sounds like a plan all right man take care peace all right take care bro all right bro That about wraps up another episode of Mission Driven with AC Cristalis. Man, for this outro, I have my beautiful, beautiful, beautiful 11-year-old daughter, Isabella Cristalis. Isabella, you want to say something to the listeners? Uh, hi. Hi, that's all you want to say? Isabella, what are you liking right now about school? Because you've been in school for about six weeks now. What are you liking about it so far? You're in sixth grade. Tell me three, you know what? Tell me three of your favorite things. Kickball. Kickball, okay. Uh, wall ball. Wall ball. And lunch. And lunch, okay. Nothing academic, nothing academic. All right, I'm going to have to work on that. All right, baby girl. So uh, tell the listeners to have a great day and a great week. Have a great day and a, good, a great week. All right, thank you so much, baby. 
All right, you heard it there from Isabella Cristales, my one, my only, my daughter. You guys have a great week, a great day. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I appreciate your support, and I wish you guys nothing but faith, hope, and love. 